0: So what is skippily and welcome again to another episode of Latin in layman's today. I want to do a little bit of a similar thing that we had done in the past discussing generalized mental illnesses and disorders and going over their etymological derivations and meanings. Uh, what we did before is we just kind of did generalized mental disorders like anxiety coming from anxietas, depression coming from depressio, meaning lowered, you know, um, bipolar and so on and so forth. So if you haven't checked that out, I urge you guys to kind of go to the prior episode and learn about things like schizophrenia, addiction, um, and things that maybe, you know, people are afflicted with and, or you yourself are, um, today though, however, being that it is April 12th, 2023, I want to do eating disorders this time around. Cause I know that especially in our nowadays, uh, climate, and social media and just talking with my middle schoolers of uh, uh, like the the understanding of our diet what we put in our bodies what we don't put in our bodies well yeah what we do lack thereof and so on and so forth the habits that we develop around food it's becoming more and more disordered as we um are inundated with all the social media and perfect individuals that are perfect all the time and airbrushed. And it's just ridiculous, I think, because it's going to be hurting a lot of these younger kids. I mean, I have, I have dudes first off masculine, um, that are in middle school that are concerned with their weight and they do things like intermittent fasting and they know, how much to eat in order to either lose weight and or to keep weight on. I was talking to a student that learned about intermittent fasting, and because of that, they have realized that the way that they lose weight is they just don't eat throughout the day, and then they eat dinner, and that's all they do. I mean, talk about developing rather unhealthy uh you know, eating habits uh, to then kind of ingrain in your plastic and elastic mind as an adolescent kid to then bring into this world. It's just something that we need to really, really, really think about um, because, I mean, a lot of the time, you know, I, I could get into this and I'm probably going to get into this as I get into more of these, um, these, these things here, but uh, I just wanted to kind of Put into light that our society and our world that we live in uh is dealing with a lot of unrealistic perfection and we need to realize that as i like to tell my students day in and di- day out you can't be a jesus in this world and as much as you want to try and be and the much as much as you are a perfectionist and how much i am a perfectionist at the end of the day it just doesn't really work out that way um And it's just going to lead you down a a worse path coming from a person that had very, very bad maladaptive perfectionism and is still always dealing with it in a way. But you know what? I also thought that my perfectionism meant that I couldn't be honest and open with people about the things that I was dealing with and or going through. And you know, at, at the end of the day, now I'm open, I'm honest, I'm, I'm here for it. I relinquish it and, or I embrace it because it is a part of me. And if it isn't a part of me, it was at some point, a part of my history and who I was that led to who I am now, but who I am now is not who I was. And just like you You guys are not defined by who you were, the actions that you've done, but how you learn from them and how you move forward into this life as an individual. And especially if you're listening to this podcast, a very strong, inquisitive individual and wanting to learn more and to grow and to move forward. And like I say, sometimes moving forward is moving laterally. Maybe it's moving backwards. Maybe it's just moving in place like you're on a treadmill, for instance, but you're still moving. You're not stationary. You're not stagnant. You're not content you're moving forward. So let's get into these eating disorders and let's discuss them etymologically as well as just what they are in general. I actually found some that I didn't really even know were a thing like rumination syndrome, which we're going to get into. Uh, I never heard of that before, but that's a very interesting one. But first and foremost, let's go uh, the big doozy of a one that we all know, anorexia nervosa. uh, If it was Latin, because it, it actually comes from greek and the anorexia and the nervosa is very much latin also anorexia is also latin as well but let's talk about it if you didn't know it's an eating disorder characterized by extreme and dangerous weight loss through voluntary starvation it really is dangerous you guys it puts people in the hospital um because people are too scared to eat food and if you are not consuming sustenance then your body cannot really um hold on to weight and when you can't, when you have no energy that you're consuming, that's what a calorie is. A calorie, I forget the actual definition of a calorie, but I believe it is, the definition is um, raising a gram of water from 14.5 degrees um, Fahrenheit to 15.5 degrees Fahrenheit. That is a calorie. It raises it one degree in temperature, one gram water. Um, but I could be wrong of that regardless of a calorie is energy. We have equated calories more so to things that we should be afraid of and scared of a lot of the time, just like, you know, avoid carbs, avoid fat, avoid sugar, avoid calories. You don't want to do that because you need to keep your body sustained and healthy. So, yeah, you guys, um, I just want to, I want you guys to understand that by limiting calories, uh it is mainly caused really by your distorted body image, but really all of these are associated with a, a poor body image and a fear of becoming, well, in this case, overweight. Etymologically, let's talk about it here because you know me, I want to talk about the Latin and it's derived from the Latin anorexis nervosus. Anorexis is actually the genitive singular form, meaning that we're taking that anorexia or meaning actually appetite in Latin. We're making that genitive. So we can either say appetites with a ticky mark S or we could say of the or of appetite. Nervosis is just the nominative singular U S um, second equation. So that means essentially anorexia, anorexis, nervosis, meaning nervous lack of appetite. So. If you didn't know now you know but you really got to understand that that anorexia if you look it up i don't know the percentage wise but out of all of these eating disorders i believe that this one is the most dangerous and we really need to be aware of it because um if not you're just gonna allow yourself to whittle away and die and become atrophied and malnourished mal meaning bad Um, atrophy, A meaning without, trophos meaning nourishment, atrophy, same thing here without nourishment, malnourished, bad nourishment, all of those kind of coincide to where you just starve to death. Please don't do that to yourself. And if you are dealing with these kinds of things, then ask for help because everybody's going through something and you never really know until you give them that 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 ability to to open up and be honest and create a space that is safe for them right you're not trying to got catch him it's not a gotcha thing or anything like that it's about saying you know what i care about you i love you i support you and i want you to know that there's a different way and there's a better way next one that we're going to get into is bulimia nervosa in fact back in antiquity um i believe it was brutus that dealt with bulimia bulimia actually bulimia meaning coming from the greek meaning ravenous hunger um brutus was kind of a manic person and before battles a lot of the time what he would do is he wouldn't sleep for like days on end and he would also gorge himself on food um the first instant instances of bulimia you know when i was talking about plutarch talking about cato breaking out into battle formation in our prior episode about PTSD well bulimia nervosa in this case um you know Brutus here uh would basically he just eat foods and foods ugh, I believe it was Brutus I could be wrong though um uh if anybody knows for sure um in in uh antiquity um or in the classics or whatever yeah I remember um this was also dealt with. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting a little tongue-tied here. But um, it was also expressed. Like, you know, they didn't understand exactly what these were, these afflictions were, but they kind of basically, you know, the way that it was observed is that he was very manic before. He never slept a lot of the time, or he would go on days on not sleeping, eating a bunch of food, gorging himself, all that kind of stuff. Bulimia nervosa um is a eating disorder characterized by episodes of binge eating followed by purging, excessive exercising, or fasting. So the purging can be, um, you know, vomiting, but it can also be excessive exercise and or fasting to prevent uh, weight gain. Uh, I've definitely dealt with this in the past, where I would eat a lot of food and then um, I would exercise excessively. Um, this was something that I dealt with. And I know that I dealt with it, and it was something that really was, um, and I didn't really realize at the time because bulimia can, can crop up in different ways. You know, bulimia um, and nervosa, the nervousness, uh, a, a, a nervous, ravenous hunger essentially is what, what it etymologically comes from because bulimia is Greek, nervosa is Latin, together makes the nervous, ravenous hunger. So like I say, be honest with yourself that's a part of me. That's something that I've dealt with because I know that I've dealt with my own image issues and body image issues. Um, and it's taken me a long time to, to, to grapple with that and and address it. But you know what? At the end of the day, I care about the health rather than my physical. righty. So with that being said, Yes, bulimia can actually crop up in different forms in excessive exercise, in purging, in uh, a very, very unhealthy thing to do for your body. Don't do that to your body. It's uh, treat your vessel well. Regardless, I'm not going to get into it too much, but yes, I believe it was Marcus Brutus um, who uh, who dealt with bulimia back in the day, which is very interesting because um you know, the diagnostic term bulimia actually uh, was applied and identified as like hypoglycemia, right? Um, that ended up being hyperglycemia after all that binging. So with that being said, um, let's get into our next affliction here this is going to be binge eating disorder this is an aspect of bulimia a lot of the time it is a eating disorder characterized by repeated episodes of large eating amounts of food in a short period of time usually accompanied by feelings of guilt shame disgust and or lack thereof control now sometimes these people um don't feel these things and they kind of dissociate when they do binge eating um uh, of which actually it comes from the latin bing bing Idus bingidus, that's spelt b-i-n-g-i-d-u-s meaning excessive consumption so excessive con- consumption eating disorder um so there we go with that one that one's going to be characterized a lot of the time where they it's very secretive act and um and yeah so and it's one of those things where a lot of the time uh what i've talked to a lot of people especially within the bodybuilding realm and stuff like that that are very very keen on doing things like this because they are very very well aware of the on and off again mentality whether they're on they're on they're doing their diet they're doing their workouts but when they go off when they have that one bite of cookie or cake or whatever then the floodgates have opened and that is another aspect of not having um you know healthy relationships with food um you know you should be able to Have a little bit here and there, you know, rather than just going on and off again, off the walls, on the wall, off the wall. You're on it and then you're off it. Don't do that because that is not really conducive to a healthy, um, just healthy, healthiness in general, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Next one that we're going to get into is orthorexia nervosa. A lot of people within the fitness and or health nutrition realm can deal with this. Ortho coming from the Greek correct or corrective and rexis meaning appetite. So that means orthorexia, correct appetite, the nervousness of having, of always having a correct appetite. And or upright appetite. Orthorexia is also where we get orthodox church or orthodontist. An orthodontist makes your teeth upright, corrective, corrective teeth, essentially. This is an eating disorder characterized by obsessive focus on eating healthy foods and a fear of he- eating unhealthy foods, which can lead to a reduction in variety of and really over-restriction of food intake in general. A lot of the time, this can lead to binge eating after a while, like I talked about, Um, and when I've seen people prep for bodybuilding shows, I've lived around a lot of people that have done this kind of thing. Um, you know, it's just, I like to go to the gym. I like to work out my body. I do it. I used to do it in a very unhealthy way, but now I try to do it in a very healthy way for my body and for my mind and for my soul. And because I want to live a, um, I want to live well day by day. It's not about living forever or anything like that. I don't want to live to, you know, the centenarians and all these people that are all about longevity and stuff like that. I just want to live well right now. And I want to pursue health uh, physically as well as nutritionally. Um, and orthorexia a lot of the time is not really, they think it's nutritionally well for them. But when you restrict yourself so, so, so much like that, then think about it. Like I had mentioned with the binging eating disorder on and then off again, on again, off again. It's just really not appropriate for a, a healthy, um, healthy eating habits. Next one that we have here is pica. Pica is an eating disorder characterized by the excessive ingestion of non-nutritive substances such as paint, plaster, grass, wax, paper, soap, and clay. Well, I guess grass, yeah, maybe a little fiber in there with, uh, along with paper, uh, but yeah the weird it actually comes from the latin pica meaning to feed like a magpie i always found that um etymology to be very interesting but uh, pica people that uh like i was thinking i i i was watching on my strange addictions a long time ago but i think the person was addicted to they were eating the the foam out of their cushions i believe something like that i don't know how people get into those things, but you know what? The mind is such a intricate vessel that you can't—we uh, don't really understand, and we try to, but we can't. So I'm not going to actually ruminate on that one because now we're going to actually dive into rumination syndrome. Here, our next eating disorder, which is characterized by repetitive physical acts of regurgitating partially digested food, which is then rechewed and re-swallowed never heard of that before really gross really bad for the enamel of your teeth first off and second off etymologically we got to dive into that latin "ruminare" meaning to chew cud to chew the cud so you know when you're chewing cud think about it's like a like a cow that chews cud Um, but a cow uh you know has more than one stomach I, i don't know if these people are trying to like digest their food like a cow would or if they think that they're partially a cow, or they identify as a cow, I don't know. Sorry, I'm being a little coy with that. But think about it. Um, if you're doing this, you're not alone. And it's not weird. And it's just something that you've used in your life, and it's been it's been self-serving at some point in your life. Maybe because uh, you're anxious and... Uh, you didn't have a lot of food at the time, or maybe you like to continually eat food and or chew and or have things in your mouth. And maybe that just is a way in which you can have that hyper fixation in your mouth or that fixation of, you know, chewing and moving your mouth and all that stuff. I don't know. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our very last one, very last one here. And um, it makes me think about I was talking to a coworker who had mentioned that I should watch the whale. It's a it's a beautiful and also like very informative story of Brendan, Brendan Fraser. You know, he got nominated for a lot of Academy Awards, I believe, for this, this movie. Um, and it really dives into both the mental and the physical and the emotional nature of being obese and the, the enabledness that is involved with it, the dissociations involved with it, the not accepting oneself, the not accepting of the current state of affairs, you know, all of these things that we kind of shove to the side, right? Especially if we are dealing with these things, you know, when we deal with, a lot of the time, we don't want to think about them. When we don't think about them, then we don't really make them to light. But when we think about them, that's when we bring them to a head. And then that's when we realize that that's when we got to deal with it because it's becoming, um, you know, too much. So with that being said, our last one here compulsive overeating which is an eating disorder characterized by recurrent episodes of overeating which can lead to feelings of guilt and shame and stress comes from the latin compulsus meaning urged or driven by impulse um like from the uh ocd obsessive compulsive disorder obsessive you know you are besieged uh, an urge to be driven to impulse, right? You are urged and driven by impulse as well as besieged by the habitual nature that your mind makes you, uh, you know, do every single day or whatever, which is what creates it into a disorder away from the ordines, the order. With that being said, those are the ones that I want to get into, nine of them. I know that there may be more if you would like for me to get into those, I would like to help you guys out um, and talk about these things uh, because like I say, I like talking about the meanings, the, the associations, the etymology, but also just understanding that this these are words, these are terms, these are things that we deal with in our everyday life and we have language to help delineate it and understand it more, but also we can use that language to innervate our minds and understand that the words that we're using right now can be compelling us to either conduct ourselves in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. We are our own internal coaches a lot of the time. And sometimes we we need a little bit of help because sometimes we can't break these cycles and we need somebody else, a third party perspective to basically show you that it's okay and that we can move forward. And that this way is maybe the way that you thought was okay and right for now, but it's not the end-all be-all. And that it may scare you to think about changing something entirely, to change your whole life maybe. Maybe you've been anorexic for a long time or maybe you've done these things and they've been ingrained in you to the point where you almost feel like they're habitual, but they aren't. There's always something better and you want to strive for those things because at the end of the day you are you're learning more you're striving for more and you can do anything that you set your mind to I really truly believe it because I've done it and if I can do it like my boy Anthony Hopkins said in the edge one of my very favorite quotes "What one man can do another man can do what one man can do another man can do what one, one what one woman can do another woman can do what what one Non-binary person can do, another non-binary person can do. You are your own limiting factor. So at the end of the day, if you know someone that's dealing with this, or if you are dealing with this yourself, you are not alone. Because I have also dealt with these things. And I think that all of us in general, especially in this climate in the world, deal with some sort of self-loathing of our body image, which is unfortunate because we should love our bodies because they are the vessels that are cr- going to carry us throughout this life and we want to treat them well and these these disorders do not treat our vessels well how are we going to change that with that being said have a wonderful day